Okay. Oh, right. It, it's still <laughs> funny. The biggest thing that I don't like about the system that we have worked up here is that I can't hear myself to kind of how mm-hmm. loud am I, that kind of thing. I, I got to cut. It was weird at first, but then you got accustomed to it and appreciated yeah. it. But now, okay. anyways, that's besides the point. We're back with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. I am your host, the Sasquatch. We're just going to make that a normal part of the show. It is now. (laughs) And joining me is the man, the myth, the legend. The hippie yogurt. How does that make sense? Look, man, if hippies ain't made some kind of weird, all natural Yeti yogurt yet, they're about to. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Hippie um, yogurt. All right. Uh, <laughs> I need a good side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the God honest truth? <laughs> the pay. What, what, what are you saying? Podcasts don't pay you well. Uh, I don't think I can answer that on the air. <laughs> blink twice if you're being held captive that doesn't work because we have youtube now no that's why it does work no oh, i was expecting you to say something different but okay whatever well, this is what you ex- this is what you get for expecting and you got that right again you're doing <laughs> you're on a roll that's what you're on. oh man <laughs> so uh i don't know if you've heard uh, uh, what's going on with uh, Joe Rogan, right? So we're going to talk about Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson a little bit today. But Woo-hoo. before we get there, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with the uh, the whole uh, Neil Young wanting to uh, upset at Joe Rogan. Have you heard anything about that? I've been hearing, yes. yes. All right. And a so, whole lot of good Leonard Skinner memes have came out of it. <laughs> Okay, okay, that's where I was about to go with it because I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking, didn't Leonard Skinner warn us about Neil Young a long time ago? And uh, just for the record, Sweet home, North Kakalaki. I want to just yell out some obscenities. Yeah. What's the Christian version of that? Uh, amen. 
Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> That's the Christian way of cussing. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, when I first heard of it, that's the first thing that jumped to my mind as I was like, Leonard Skinner warned me about Neil Young a long time ago. <laughs> you got that right, yeah. So that's what I was doing earlier, being right sneaky to my – you can't hear this, can you? You can hear this, but you can't see it, right? <laughs> I wanted to get your genuine reaction. So, anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Jordan Peterson and – uh, uh, Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan, and Who I'm gonna still try to, on Spotify, right? Yeah, he didn't yeah. leave. <laughs> so we're we're dealing with experimental, um, experimental technology. So uh, please bear with us as I figure this out. Hmm. And there we go. Bam. Look at you pulling up videos. Uh, we're going to try. We're going to try. You got control of my screen, son. That's freaky. Yeah. That's All what right. the communist government be doing. <laughs> Sometimes the truth hurts. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get started on this. Um, if you want to chime in just say stop or, you know, just some way that, that let me know and I'll stop it and I'll let you ride with it. So uh, normally it's the other way around. Normally you're the one controlling this kind of thing and I'm the one stopping, but um, we'll see what happens. Hmm. Oh, you can't hear him. I can't hear anything. Really? This is amazing. We did earlier. Yeah, it worked earlier. All right. And okay, I'm going to try it again. One more again. Can you hear it? I hear nothing. Really? You reckon it's because we're recording it now? I don't know. Okay, well, let's do this then. Um, we don't have to have the. We don't have to have the the video. We can work with just the audio. Maybe. So Maybe. Let's try this. Uno mas. The culture. Okay, the Joe Rogan experience. Awesome. If categories dis 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 dissolve, especially fundamental ones, the culture is dissolving because the culture is a structure of category. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Right. So, and in fact, culture is a culture is a structure of category that we all share. So we see things the same way. Well, that's why we can talk. I mean, not exactly the same way because then we'd have nothing to talk about. But Roughly speaking, we have a bedrock of agreement. Uh, that's the Bible, by the way. Oh! Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, this, is, this has been making a rounds. This is something that has been said. Um, we're going to say the same thing I think pretty much everybody else has been saying. And that is 
don't think Jordan Peterson's a Christian. Uh, but he's we also, so close. He, we we do believe that he's close. Uh, will he get saved? We don't know. That's up to God. That being said, the man has hit on cultural issues that Christians have been able to say, but he's using a different way of getting about it because he didn't start with Jesus as Savior first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so he's coming around it from a different side and landing in some of the same conclusions. That is that the Bible is the foundation for culture, the Mm -hmm. word of God, not just the Bible in the sense of here's a book like. um, I've got. You know, several Bibles, not just this, this book with pages, but right. The the. uh, The fact that. It's the word of God that is right. foundational to culture. When you don't have the word of God, and we say it like this quite often, if you don't have the word of God, you're left with chaos. And you say, you will hear atheists say, well, you don't need the, you don't need some flying spaghetti monster God thing to tell you not to murder. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because civilizations that haven't been Christianized, quite often kill each other you know to harp on that just a minute even if there wasn't a devil we're still in the flesh and there would still be sin yeah yeah well and i'm thinking that out he's the one that he's the one that tempted eve and adam in the first place so once once they sinned once they sin, there it is. Yeah. I mean, you take, but you take the devil out of the equation to where people want to say the devil made me do it. You're still in flesh. You're still in sin, and you you naturally hate God. Yeah, yeah. naturally until the Holy Spirit gives you a new nature uh, and new desires. Um, that's just the nature of things. <laughs> All right, but I was so, looking up some verses oh. right here. And um, I found John John eight thirty two. It says, "And you will uh, jingle jingle that's, What? That's a, that, that's that's a, that's a different John. Oh, oh, that, that's a, that's a different one. His name's my name too. His name yeah. is my. But you're you're Yeti. <laughs> All right, let's ride. So it says you. Um, John 8.32 says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if old boy is seriously looking for truth, and no matter what that is, like if he doesn't have some sort of, um, what's the word, some sort of discrimination against the Bible, and I'm not going to accept that. Yeah. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to find truth. I but think he see, is finding truth. I think I think you're right. I think he has a very high view of truth. And he says it later in the video, and we'll get to that, where he says, I've just recently realized this, right? And he talks mm-hmm. about that, um, the Bible being truth. We right. come from that position immediately, that the Bible, the scripture is truth. That's the starting and, point. And because of that, we're able to to have a better understanding of 
the word. Mm-hmm. There will never be anything true that contradicts the word of God. Right. Because then it wouldn't, it would make the word of God not be true. Exactly. The word of God is true. And he, he says, he talks about that. So I'm going to hold off a little bit on this until okay. he gets there. But, um, uh, we see a man, uh, like you were saying, uh, I think you see a man who puts a high value on truth, trying his best. Um, and God, let, let's be honest. If it wasn't for God allowing him opening his eyes to some of these truths, um, no matter how high he put a, a value on it, would he be able to find them? Mm. Right. So let's hear what else he has to say. So I just walked through the Museum of the Bible in Washington. That was very cool. It's a very cool museum. So this, Yeah, you've been there, right? Oh, yeah. It is really cool, too. Okay. Okay. So just real quick, because I've never been there. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have never been there. When he says he's been to the, the, the Bible Museum in Washington, what is that? That's not a Christian thing, is it? I don't think so. I think it's some, um, I don't know how it came about. But there is a building and it is it's several uh, floors high and you start on the base and it's set in chronological order. I think he even gets into that a little bit. But you start on um, how we got the Bible as we have it today. Some yeah. of the, and they have um, some some really, really, really old Bibles that are on display and pieces of uh, text and and uh things like that it's really neat it's really neat and uh it's like you start on the base and you're looking at the bible as a whole generalized throughout the years and it kind of walks you through uh like this the the grandiose of this book you know yeah and yeah uh, then you go up to the next story and then you're looking at some of the earliest uh translations and and things of that nature and then how it went on into getting uh, printed into different um languages and eventually into some of our more modern ones that we have today they even uh they had uh, one of abraham lincoln's bibles on display there okay which was kind of cool and they had they had elvis presley's bible like in and like a true southerner he had his little name etched on the bottom in gold lettering that way you know it was his he loved gold. <laughs> I, it's a, I wanna, if I wanna, you get the opportunity to go, you should. It's, wanna, it's neat. So basically, it's a, it's a, it's not talking about what's in the Bible as much as the development of the Bible. Right, right. Another thing that I remember, this just came to me, was uh, like a lot of museums. You know, you can sit down and they'll have a, a place for you to sit and have a screen down, and they'll show you like a short little video and things like that. And they had a very cool one um, of how it came to America and then uh, George Whitfield preaching. Okay. And uh, yeah, it, it's definitely worth the trip to go and see if you ever plan on being that way. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's hear what he has to say about it. The structure. That's what the Bible Yeah, that's what provides. I figured out. I mean, I just figured this out this week. So it was a cool, it was a cool thing to walk through because... It's, it's chronological. They have one floor, which is the history of the Bible. Mm. But it's not exactly that. It's really what it is, is the history of the book. Now, 
which anybody who, who, man, I'm getting the light is acting funny in it. <laughs> One second it's dark and the next second it's like, yeah. <sighs> um, so the, that that's what the Bible means. The Holy Bible means the Holy book. Right. So, uh, I don't know if he's applying that or if he's saying that anyways, I, I that, that, that's just interesting the way he brought that up. Right. Oh, in many ways, the first book was the Bible. I mean, literally, because at one point there was only one book, like as far as our Western culture is concerned, there was one book. And for a while, literally, there was only one book. And that book was the Bible. And then before it was the Bible, it was, a, you know, it was scrolls and it was writings on papyrus. And, but it was, we were starting to aggregate written text together. And it went through all sorts of technological transformations. And then it became books that everybody could buy, the book everybody could buy. And the first one of those was the Bible. And then it became all sorts of books that everybody could buy. But all those books, in some sense, emerged out of that underlying book. And that book itself, the Bible isn't a book, it's a library. It's a collection of books. Now, that being said, too, that was done by Christians um, okay. where uh, you had a canonized scripture. All right. But the 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 Christians decided to figure out how to uh, put it all together in one library that you mm. could hold on your shelf. Gotcha. And and so. um that's that's what that's what came about from from that so right another thing that you will learn if you go to the museum of the bible oh okay so they say that <laughs> all right i've never been i don't know what they say <laughs> all right and so what i figured out was partly because i was talking to my brother-in-law jim keller who's the world's greatest chip drop. designer and has now designed a chip that's as powerful as the human brain, which is, which it makes me go, honestly, it makes me go. Here you got Jordan Peterson, the Jordan Peterson, who, who he's just a smart guy who mm -hmm. defied the government and, and became famous for it. Right? right. And, and, and over time he's, he speaks more and more Christian and but he's he's fairly conservative in the way that he his approach to things i mean he wrote 12 rules for what was the name of it 12 rules for something it, and it, and it's just basically the the whole punchline is or not punchline the whole theme is clean your room right that's the running thing throughout in other words take responsibility right. do what's right if you have um uh here we go our podcast isn't very big, isn't very famous. Um, but if we're not, if we're not doing what we can here, if we're not doing, then, then, you know, you're not going to do better when it grows. Mm -hmm. Take the responsibility for what you have. Enjoy the, in our case, enjoy the listeners that we have an interaction that we have with our smaller base. And if it grows fantastic and, and, but, you're not going to, th if you're, if you're constantly just going, Oh, if only I had this, then I would do that. You're mm -hmm. not going to be that person. Right. And so you can always find when you're always shucking responsibility and putting responsibility off on other people, um, 
you're never going to be one to take responsibility. I don't care what position you're in. And we see that with Joe Biden, right? I mean, the man, mm-hmm. the man's president, and yet he doesn't take responsibility and, and never will. So mm-hmm. uh, it's always, uh, it was always a president or somebody else's fault. And now, same thing. So, yep. All right. Is optimized for artificial intelligence learning, by the way. Oh, but what I was saying, I forgot. What kind of family is this dude from? You got Jordan Peterson who became famous and he's he's a really smart guy. And his brother-in-law, the greatest chip maker to ever. I'm pretty sure there's a rocket surgeon in there somewhere. Yeah. Like, like in that family of geniuses. I don't, I mean, you know, you know, smart people and that kind of thing. And, 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 but to just have a whole family of, of that caliper of mind. Yeah, and then another rabbit that you could chase if you wanted to. And yeah, we say smart, and by worldly standards, they are. And that, and there you go. That's what I was going to say. By what standard? You yeah. don't know Christ. Yeah. You're an idiot. I mean, that's harsh, but <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't matter how smart you are. In the end, you're going to die and go to hell. And then what? What? What difference did it make about how many smart chips you made? I mean. It doesn't matter. Why are you making me look like a jerk? <laughs> That's the lighting. It, it's not me. <laughs> I'm over here going, I think it's pretty cool. You know, I wonder what kind of caliper people develops, you know, how to, how to, cause you see that, you know, you see yeah. these high caliper people come together, but you're right. I mean, we, without Christ, it's all useless. So, and uh, everything goes back to by what standard. Yeah. There again, you make me look like a jerk. So <laughs> we're going to edit heavily edit this. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> All right. And so I talked to him about that. He said, you heard of the internet? I said, yeah, Jim, I've heard of the internet. He said, this is way more revolutionary than that. So in any case, we were talking about meaning in text because we were talking about translation and the problem. I just wanted to tell you about my really smart brother-in-law who's going to change the face of the planet. That's all. <laughs> yes. More about me, please. <laughs> understanding text. And Jim said, the meaning of words is coded in the relationship of the words to one another. And the postmodernists make that case that all meaning is derived from the relationship between words. That's, that's wrong because, well, what about rage? That's not words. And what about moving your hand? That's not words. So it's wrong, but, but part of it's right because the meaning we derive from the verbal domain is encoded in the relationship between words. So, so now then you think, well, let's think about the relationship between words. Well, some words are dependent on other words. Some ideas are dependent on other ideas. The more ideas are... De- in my mind, picturing what it's like to be Jordan Peterson... You're seeing all this stuff laid out. So you're over there just grabbing and pointing and mm-hmm. like, like visually. Right. But this word here and da, 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 he's just, I'm sorry. Dependent on a given idea, the more fundamental that idea is. By de- that's a definition of fundamental. So now imagine you have an aggregation of texts in a civilization. You say, which are the fundamental texts? And the answer is, the texts upon which most other texts depend. And so you'd put Shakespeare way in there in English because so many texts are dependent on Shakespeare's literary revelations. 
And Milton would be in that category, and Dante would be in that category, at least in translation. Fundamental authors, part of the Western canon, not because of the arbitrary dictates of power, but because those texts influenced more other texts. And then you think about that as a hierarchy, okay, with the Bible at its base, which is certainly the case. Now imagine that's the entire corpus of, ling of linguistic production, all things considered. Now how do you understand... When he says that's the whole corpus of linguistic, I done forgot the rest of it. Um, it's the body. Mm -hmm. It's the body of that that work is what he's saying. I, that's one of those things. I recently under uh, I recently had somebody. I heard somebody talk about that. The corpus Corpus Christi mm -hmm. is a body of Christ. Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. Right. So, anyways. And that. Like, literally, how do you understand that? The answer is, you sample it by reading and listening to stories and listening to people talk. You sample that whole domain. You build a low-resolution representation of that in your inside you. And then you listen and see through that. And so it isn't that the Bible is true. It's that the Bible is the precondition for the manifestation of truth, which makes it way more true than just true. It's a whole different kind of true. And I think this is, I think this is not only literally the case, factually, I think it can't be any other way. It's the only way we can solve the problem of perception. Okay, so a couple hmm. things. When he was talking about the, the you know, he was using this, that's the lens in which we would see something. So what right. has built the lens in which you can see uh, throughout Western civilization? That's scripture. That's the Bible. Yeah. And to, to try to remove that lens, that foundation of understanding is what postmodern thinkers, postmodern, um, anything postmodern. That's what it tries to do. It tries to take out the foundation. If a, if the Bible is the lens to to how we look through and develop our worldview, you could call postmodernism cataracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and part of that too is is it's, even if you're not a Christian. The reason in the Western world you think that murder is wrong is because of Christianity. Yeah. Um, if you believe that stealing is wrong, you got that from Christianity. We get that as Christians, we get that from the scripture. Right. And so it's all built on the word of God. It's the standard for everything moral. Read uh, Psalms or, or Proverbs, uh, every, you know, when you get a Gideon's new Testament Bible, mm -hmm. it still comes with Proverbs and Psalms because it's that chock full of just human. It, it shows us our human nature and how God intends us to deal with our human nature. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, the Bible is, is the foundation of what we say. Now, we as Christians, obviously, we want to stand on that. We, we want to say 
All right. The Bible is our foundation. This is where we stand. This is our standard. This is um, postmoderns want to go. Well, we don't really need that. Well, we don't. And the, and one of the biggest issues, and I'm not, I'm, even if they, one of the biggest issues is that they don't have a replacement for the foundation. Mm. You can't, you can't pull the foundation up and then drop the building in quicksand. That's what they're trying to do. There's nothing to replace the foundation. That being said, I don't, I don't think it's possible to replace the foundation. I I, I mean, if you try, what you're going to have is chaos and it seems that that's yeah. what they want. Just yeah. and, you know, that's another thing that I've I've heard on social media uh, and uh, different, um, more well-known pastors using the term Christ or chaos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is to be what's what you're going to get if you try to remove scripture or distort what it says or yeah. do anything else like postmodernism does. What, it's what you're going to be left with. But as an atheist, and, and this is where it comes from, as a non-Christian or an atheist or anything else, you don't want your foundation to be the Bible or scripture. Hmm. Because if it is, and and as Jordan Peterson said, it's not just that the Bible is truth. It's the truth in which produces truth that that that, how did he phrase it? I'm trying to remember the way he phrased it. Um, basically it, it is, it is, um, you can't, you, there, it, we determine truth through the word of God. Right. Um, I think, I think a good biblical example of that is when Jesus turned the water into wine, when okay. Jesus said, okay, that that's now wine. He didn't have mm-hmm. to go find grapes. He didn't have to, he said it. It's true. It is. The is word of God ever, says uh, it. He told um, the disciple to go, uh, talking about paying his taxes, told him to go pull the fish mm-hmm. out of the water and mm-hmm. with the coin in its mouth. Yeah. Um, he didn't know that some fish was going to be swimming up that already. Had, he said it. Therefore, it's there. Yeah. It ain't like he, he put a coin in a fish's mouth and staked it to the ground. Right. No, he said it. Therefore, it was true. And there it was, there it was, there you go. Um, God says, let there be light. And there was God's very word is truth incarnate. Mm -hmm. I don't know if incarnate is the best way to say that, but it is true. It is truth. God's word is truth, not because it happens to be truth, but it dictates what is truth. Hmm. Does that make sense? I, I'm I'm kind of so. saying that as I'm going along. Yeah. So that leads us. Yeah. Yeah. That that that. You know, me and you speak, and we say we speak truth. We speak truth in the sense of there's truth out there, and when we speak it, and those two things align. What we speak is truth. God, when he speaks, what currently wasn't now is. Because he is the author. Yeah. 
that that's it. He is the author. Therefore, yeah. he speaks. It is. And all I can think is, come behold the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that that's what we cry out to everybody. Come come, especially when you talk about him creating and him being truth, and and the meaning behind that. Not just not just going, oh yeah, God's truth, mm-hmm. you know. But actually thinking about that and dwelling on it for a minute. Um, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. So, uh, okay. So is there anything from that that you really picked up? I, I know a lot of people have been talking about this. It, I don't know, maybe because I've, I've been watching Jordan Peterson for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't find it as, <gasps> as a lot of people yeah. have, but, but a lot of people have just kind of shocked or, or they're amazed almost. And, and well, so I, I thought see, it was, we're seeing the throwback videos of his too. Whenever, uh, the last, uh, time that he had his little breakdown and he was teared up because the, the truth seemed to be penetrating his heart. Yeah. He seemed to be pierced with it. Um, yeah, I think the safe answer, I think, <laughs> um, would be that I don't know what's going on with Jordan Peterson. Yeah. But it seems to be that the Lord is working on his heart. I think, I think you may have something like this. Wisdom stands in the center of the, the, the town mm-hmm. hollering for, for people to come, for people to come and, and, and take part to hear her. She, she, wisdom is out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. It also says that. If you want wisdom, you just need to ask for it. That's right. Now that, um, uh, both of those things are from Proverbs. You can also find that in James, but then it says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And so if a man is, is crying out for wisdom, he can't truly find wisdom until he fears the Lord. Well, um, right, right, right. Um, what is Jordan Peterson's main purpose for seeking truth is if he is met with, he truth, is, is he, is, is he going to try to reject truth whenever he comes face to face with it? Or will he accept it? That's, that's going to be something that he has to deal with at the crossroads. But, I think some of both, though. I think he's. I mean, it's not like he's, he's never heard it. the gospel. Right. And so there's part of it that he, he wants, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, okay. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm outside looking in guessing, but he is looking for the truth. He is wanting to know the truth. And I think mm-hmm. God is giving him these places of clarity from time to time moving him along a path will he ever truly accept christ as king and or will he help. always consider um the the bible to be a a book of moral um uh i mean i mean you you, you hear in the way that he's talking there he considers it more than just morals right, right. Uh, I don't um, know. What, I don't know what kind of category he would put it in. He doesn't hold it to the same esteem we do yet. 
I'm not God. I'm not saying <laughs> Bible says I ought not be judging, you know, <laughs> um, I'm praying that he will, but yeah. he doesn't yeah. yet. Um, and I can't help but wonder like, um, if towards people who have presented him with the gospel, if he has some sort of bias towards them to where he would be more susceptible to reject it. Um, maybe he's had some bad experiences or whatever, but I'm wondering uh, because the way the museum of the Bible is set up and it's hard to explain, but it seems to be an unbiased look at the scriptures without pushing Christianity, not to say that the things of Christianity have been left out either. It just seems to be a good middle of the road. Okay. So I wonder if something like that would appeal to somebody like Jordan Peterson more than a street preacher say, you're going to hell. And well, I think with Jordan Peterson, he wants to be able to have a Christianity. And, and here again, I'm guessing I may be wrong, but I think he wants to have a, 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 um, he wants to believe a scripture that is intellectually acceptable. Mm. Right. Yeah. So his, his whole career has been, he's been taught that the Bible is maybe a, even a good book for morals, for comfort, that kind of thing. But ultimately what's in it isn't really true. Right. And right. even when he says what, even when he makes the comment about it being true, like not just it, it is true, but it, that it is truth. I don't know if he's saying the same thing. We are, I oh, hope he is point, right. I hope he is, but I'm not, I'm not so sure that he is. I, I think right. he's looking at it more from a, a clinical, um, uh, if all right for example if somebody had something very similar to the bible but they replaced the jews with a different ethnic group they replaced uh the trinity with with a um a four i don't know what quadruplet you know uh if they were played you know and, and and they were just it was very similar but it was different and for some reason, if it had had the hold on Western culture the way that the Bible does, would he be going, well, this book isn't just, we'll call it the, the book. The book isn't just truth. It, it's how we understand it. it's, 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 it's beyond that. It's, it's, um, that's, that's what we, that's how we determine truth It's because of it, right? right? What he said about the Bible, would he say the same thing? Or would he, would he say, or, or, or would he understand that, that, that there's falsity there, that it's not true. And well, we're saying that the Bible is true. And if you changed, uh, if all that stuff was, was had happened, if my fake scenario had happened, but yet God had blessed us to know the Bible and, and become Christians anyway. Mm-hmm. We would be saying, well, I, I don't care how close the truth it is. I don't, I don't care if it looks an awfully lot like truth. It's still a lie. Mm. 
That's right. right. We, we look at Mormonism and say it's a lie. We look at uh, Jehovah Witness. It's a lie. Um, and, 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 and so uh, we hold it to that type of a standard. That's why we always say, by what standard? And it's not, it's not just simply the position of Scripture that gives it that high authority. It is the authority because it is truth, mm -hmm. right? That's right. God's word. God says it. It makes it true. And, and so there's there's a difference there. I, I think I, I may be wrong, and I'm not trying to beat him up. Um, is which I couldn't. I mean, I mean, I could easily beat him up, but I couldn't intellectually, you know, <laughs> go against him. But. Well, the best thing I do wonder if there's a, at this point is pray for him. I mean, that goes without saying, but you Christians again, just want to pray for people. That's all you ever want to do. But he seems so close. He seems so close. So what happens if he does get saved? I mean, what, what, I mean, are we, are we, are we concerned about his immortal soul? Or are we thinking if Jordan Peterson got saved? Oh man. Could you imagine what God would do with him? Mm. Yes. I, 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 I honestly believe if Jordan Peterson got saved, um, he would need to fade away to the background. There you go. I, I, I don't, agree. I don't think I we would 100%. need, I think if we took him and tried to shove him in front of everybody and start having him That's, debate people and all that kind of stuff, we're, we're going no, to, no, he, he would not need to do it from, from that point. Now he's, he's got his own realm of expertise. Uh, but as far as, uh, trying to debate scripture, he, he he's he's no James White. <laughs> you know, you need. But to James White, James White's lived a life of Christianity. What's your boys? Um, what what was the other guy that uh, you like so good? I can't think of his name. Tur Tur Frank. Um, oh, uh, dude! Wow, I haven't listened to that dude in a year or two. Frank Turk. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I think that the best thing that he could do would be like you said, just to fade away to the background and put himself under some good teaching and learn. And the best thing you could do is shut up. I can't help what are you like, like, like we moved on and all I could think was that, Oh man, I ain't listening to that guy in like a year. <laughs> and I'm over there going like, I, I don't have access to your playlist. I don't know what you're listening to. And ain't, I've heard you talk about him once or twice. Yeah. And I love him so good. Too. I'm like, who are you talking about? I have no idea. You love him. This must be a, a guy I listen to right regularly, like once or twice a day or a week. And what well, that's like, anytime I go, your boy, that gets you in. Uh, and everybody's my boy. What you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll say that to somebody. I'll go, your boy, uh, because I've heard you mention him once or twice, you know, I'll say your boy, that way he ain't my boy. He is now. I done declared it. I mean, my boy, my, my, I, ain't, I ain't God, so I can't make it true, but uh, it seems awfully true to me. Well, if you find yourself with Jordan Peterson on the search for truth, Matthew 7, 7 says, asking it will be given to you, seeking you will find, knocking it will be open to you. So, yeah. Now, the truth is, what's he seeking, though? There you go. What's he seeking? Is he seeking God? 
that that matters mm-hmm. that matters well then how can they find us if someone was interested in getting up with uh this here bigfoot of revivals well you know we have a little thing called the internets and if you go on the internets hey jordan have you ever heard of the internet <laughs> hit us up on the internet at bigfootrevival.com check out some of our previous podcast episodes and some good blogs as well as find links to all our social medias including facebook where we're most active and instagram hit us up on any of those messaging uh situations over there or email us at bigfootrevival at gmail.com and remember for god is not giving us a spirit of fear but one of power love and sound judgment yo yeti Yo, we out, son. Who says?